what's the most effective forefoot or rear foot wedging that you could use to offload the plantar fascia? Give you a hint, it's probably not what you expect. So when we think about offloading the plantar fascia or reducing strain through the plantar fascia, we're taught that excess strain through the plantar fascia is caused by increased amounts of pronation and that therefore the, the outcome should be that we need to reduce pronation. And the very basic sort of understanding of foot biomechanics would suggest that, well, then we need to wedge the medial aspect or the inside aspect or using various wedging to reduce that. Simple sort of uh, top like model, treating the foot like it is just a rigid sort of piece of wood and then we're just tilting it one way or the other. What this study that I reviewed this week, the Kohler article from 1999, uh, a sort of a golden oldie, highlights is that that's not the case. That when they tested both forefoot and rear foot wedging, the wedging that had a the biggest reduction in plantar fascial strain was forefoot valgus padding or forefoot lateral wedging. And this is important because when we're compared to um, medial forefoot wedging, we actually found that medial forefoot wedging increased strain on the plantar fascia and that rear foot wedging had no impact on the actual strain. And there's a number of reasons why this is important. There's a number of reasons why this could be. So let's dive in and look at the study. So what Kohler et al. did in 1999 is they had a series of leg cadavers and they set up a machine to mimic the type of movements that that foot would go through um, during the gait cycle. And they did a whole series of different movements, essentially sort of, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, warmed the foot up to make sure that the readings were correct. They um, then cycled it through and measured the strain on the plantar fascia just without any wedging. And they took series of different wedges and different combinations. So this was not just whether they did a forefoot or a rear foot uh, wedging or they did, you know, uh, each sort of wedging by itself, they actually did, com not only by themselves, but did combinations of wedging. And what they found was the most effective, um, as we said, was lateral forefoot valgus padding. And what they found was, is that whether you did that with no rear foot um, uh, wedging, they did it with medial or lateral rear foot wedging, all three of those resulted in a reduction in plantar fascial strain with the most effective actually being rear foot and forefoot valgus padding or wedging. And compared to when we compared to the, to the medial side, uh, wedging in the medial aspect of the forefoot, it then meant that all um, other wedging, whether it be no wedging in the rear foot or wedging medially or laterally in the rear foot, when it was combined with this forefoot uh, medial wedging or forefoot varus wedging, all of the output was it increased, it actually increased plantar fascial strain in comparison to uh, the control where it was no wedging. And when we look at the study, look at the methods, there's not a lot of really hard concrete ideas or, or mechanisms that we can pull out of this because the study is is literally exactly as I described it. They stuck a whole bunch of probes in a foot, they set it uh, in a cadaver foot, they set it up um, to go through some cycles and they stuck some wedging in, they measured the outcome. So there's not a lot of really good ways that we can 
turn this into uh, objective fact about how the foot really functions or the, the, the mechanism that occurred. But I think what it highlights uh, for us and why I think this paper is incredibly important and shouldn't be lost to the sands of time of, you know, we only need to use updated research because this just really highlights that our, our understanding of um, loading the plantar fascia um, or really what, it sh what the focus is on treating the plantar fascia shouldn't just focus on this idea that it's a pronation related condition. And when we look at the wider um, literature, we see that. We see that people who have um, a var varying different foot postures do get plantar fasciopathy, plantar heel pain. And therefore, you know, if our entire uh, goal of any sort of intervention is to be anti-pronatory, what happens when we, we have people who don't have a large amount of pronation? So the focus very much uh, shifts from what can we do, what can we correct? What can we do to, to, to change, to, what do we do to change the foot? What can we do to actually influence uh, pressure away from the plantar fascia, um, if we're identifying that's the structure that we want to alleviate strain from, and we do it in these in in a way that isn't always about uh, correcting a foot back to a back to this ideal position or identifying as something abnormal with it, but really just focusing on well, this is what we know uh, seems to be the most effective for reducing strain. So it sort of shifts that uh, perspective or shifts that approach to something quite, quite different. Now, the authors did give uh, some ideas as to how uh, the forefoot uh, valgus padding may be more effective. So they um, identified that when compared to other um, wedging solutions, the lateral uh, forefoot valgus wedging actually resulted in a decrease, or sorry, an increase in the amount of time that it took to load. Um, so therefore decreasing peak forces compared to medial forefoot varus padding actually decrease the amount of time. And so they're looking at, if we're looking at sort of a force graph, if we're reducing the peak amount of force and spreading it over um, more structures, then we're actually then going to reduce the strain overall and the amount of force through a, a tissue. So they're looking at saying that, well, one of the ways that this can be effective is that it just changes the timing of, of movement and it doesn't have to be much change in timing to really have a big impact on force. But it's also the fact that if we're putting more pressure on lateral structures, um, so if you think about just basic offloading principles, you put pressure on other structures if you want to offload away. And so that forefoot lateral uh, valgus padding could actually increase the pressure through lateral structures, through the lateral column, and had that be the focus of um, absorbing force and stabilizing the foot, compared to when we think about medial um, forefoot varus padding, could actually be by putting excess pressure uh, through the medial column. None of these findings have been uh, able to be verified in the sense of, in terms of the understanding these exact mechanisms. But I think it highlights we need to think a little bit more about what we're doing, about what we're changing more than what we're correcting when we think about foot uh, orthotics, when we think about interventions uh, mechanically for the foot. Now, does this translate to um, orthotics? 
So this study did just focus on wedging as in entry wedging not with, and without an orthotic. And there, our authors of this study did highlight there are previous studies that identified that medial wedging in the forefoot, so forefoot varus wedging, uh, with an orthotic has resulted in decrease in symptoms in uh, plantar heel plane or plantar fasciopathy. I think the thing to highlight in this is that once we start adding an orthotic to this, not just the wedging, uh, there are a number of factors to take into account. And one of those being that we can, no, we can offload the plantar fascia just by having, and decrease symptoms that is as well, by having a shell that is well matched to the patient's foot. Because that would lead to more spread of the force throughout other structures of the foot rather than just the plantar fascia. And that we also know um, from, uh, I know Ian Griffiths, uh, I believe I was, he was involved with a poster that uh, from some research, um, I haven't been able to find the paper anywhere. I've only been able to find the poster. Uh, highlighted that when they looked at what was the effect of forefoot and rear foot posting on shell material, that the shell actually became more rigid. So when we're thinking about forefoot uh, and rear foot posting in an orthotic, and whether this study translates or why when we immediately post an orthotic or we forefoot post an orthotic, uh, it has an impact despite the it, quite different to what this study would suggest. It's potentially because when we're looking at an orthotic, it's that we're making the shell thicker when we add this forefoot or rear foot posting and not the fact that um, it actually is uh, potentially changing the angle of movement uh, as much as we think. So I think the the thing that I take out of this study the most is if I'm thinking, how do I produce an orthotic that then takes into account, this adds a little bit of credence to the idea of capturing the foot uh, for a cast, for a custom device in a forefoot valgus position. Because then you're gonna produce uh, an orthotic that has more arch um, in the lateral forefoot, or has more um, wedging inbuilt and potentially replicates uh, this outcome of reducing strain on the plantar fascia.